I'm Bay Abbott, director and co-president at Bixi, and this is Wrecked. Welcome to Wrecked Podcast Take Two, where Chamber remembers to push record. I am Bunchu, alongside my esteemed colleague and co-host, Crypto Chamber. Chamber, how are you doing? I uh, feel a little sheepish this morning, Bunch. <laughs> I gotta tell you. I mean, I do feel okay about it. Uh, you know, I, I don't know what episode this is, but I feel it's close to 200. Uh, and I feel like it's the first time I forgot to press record. Uh, but we caught it early. It wasn't like we were, you know, we were chatting for... You know, multiple minutes. Uh, I'm actually uh, proud of you that we did catch it that early. <laughs> I, well, what I what I do for editing purposes is I write down timestamps for everything. Mm-hmm. So for intros, when we get into the news, I looked up and I'm like, shit, fuck, shit. <laughs> uh, so that's quite yeah. amazing. Uh, but we are we have a great guest today. We are very excited to welcome Bay Abbott to the show. Bay, how you doing, man? I'm doing well, man. I am happy to be on with you guys. Uh, and record it this time. I'm definitely happy about that too. <laughs> Early in the morning, coffee and podcasting. That's kind of what we do. Once a week, sometimes twice, maybe three times if the people are lucky. You know, we just have to give them what they want. Uh, but we are excited to have you and excited to talk about Beeksy. So, um, I mean, Wrecked Podcast and Beeksy Exchange have had a a long storied history, wouldn't you say, Chamber? I would say, uh, yeah, no, we, I was thinking about that. I said, geez, we have Bay on. I think this is the first time you've been on, yeah, Bay? Yes, it's the first time I've been on. Um, and I know we've had, you know, we've had uh, Frank uh, over the years uh, multiple times. We had, we had other people from Beeksy as well. Um, so, yeah, we've had a few Beeksy uh, episodes over the years. And, uh, yeah. I mean, I think- let's not beat around the bush here. Uh, Franklin, <laughs> before, <laughs> before this, was the uh, most recurring guest in Wrecked Podcast history at, I believe, five yeah. appearances. He's a five-timer. Five-timer. Um- so, Bay, you know, you're at number one here. We're going to have to get you on at least five more times to pass Franklin. Yeah, yeah, those are big shoes to fill. Yeah, I think I'm up to the task. All right, well, we are glad to have you. So, I mean, we're we're pumped to to talk about Beeksy. So, we've been following this uh, journey of yours for, I mean, before launch, all of that kind of stuff. So, we've, you know, the people know that are listening to this show mostly, um, you know, what Beeksy's history is, where they've come from, but you guys have come a long way in the last, uh, I would say, couple months to six months since the last time we probably had somebody on the show. So, um, Chamber, where do we want to start? I always say, let's start at the beginning. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I am sometimes a start at the end guy. Like, yeah, no, know. that's fair. That's fair. Um, no, I think, like you said, I mean, we, we've we been with, uh, you know, we've, we've been in touch with Beeksy for so long uh, and I mean, we've gone through the bear market with them. It's it's so impressive 
kind of where we're at today uh, because we've seen so many you know projects come and go um, you know BC obviously was didn't really I really didn't really launch you guys launched in the bear market uh, as opposed to some of these projects that launched kind of at the top of the uh, at the top of the last cycle and then fizzled out um, you know you guys launched um, had some growing pains made some adjustments um, and now are back stronger than ever. I mean, it's it's really impressive, and there's not a lot of projects that are that that can say the same. Um, so I, I'm just excited to you know. What, I guess I guess the first question would be, what were some of the major things that needed to be adjusted? Um, and we'll call this BC 2.0, um, and and kind of what are those things that 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 have come to the table um, to 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 kind of make those differences? Yeah, I think that uh, so launch is pretty generous terminology, right? I think that, uh, so let's let's go all the way back and kind of analyze things from the beginning. Uh, so typically, you know, when you start a startup, uh, you're under the impression that things are going to be great, right? You're like, either I'm going to be the next Amazon or the next Google or, you know, whatever I'm doing, you just have the confidence in yourself to achieve that, right? I mean, that's everyone that starts a startup. And startups typically don't end up going that way, right? We all know the statistics. Over 90% of startups fail within their first year, um, and that number varies, you know, depending on the sources that you look at. But it's at least 50, right? So you have a 50% chance of making it. And you know, once you start compiling things and the problems start adding up, it's like, okay, do you really have the team to pull this off, right? So we kind of looked at each other, and uh, you know, me and my co-president Nick, and when it was towards, you know, on that downward trajectory, we were like. Okay, you know, if this, our friends, family, uh, token purchases, everyone in between, right? If we don't do something about this right now, then a lot of people are going to get, you know, hurt in one sense or another, right? So uh, we went out and, you know, we, uh, our chairman of the board, Brian Peterson, uh, he built two of the largest trading desks here in Chicago. Um, he, you know, has been in management consulting for about 25 years. He's one of the top quantitative analysts in the world. And during that time, during BC 1.0, we were, you know, uh, Nick is extremely good at making relationships with people and had asked him, he was like, hey, can you help us out with market making, right? Because I don't know if you remember some of the challenges with 1.0, mm-hmm. but liquidity was an issue, yep. right? It was a major issue, right? So he went out and, you know, made a relationship with one of the best quantitative analysts in the world, and uh, he was going to provide liquidity on BC 1.0. So we asked him one day, we were like, hey, like, you know, what, what can we do here? How can we, how can we unwind this? And this was after, you know, all of the incidents with XRP and all of that. So uh, he was like, hey, let me make some phone calls, right? So he, a guy flew in the very next day from Boston and uh, he stayed with us till one in the morning, right? And he was like, you know, heard the story. We told him everything. And he was like, yeah, you know, I think th- this sounds good, right? So the next <laughs> Thursday, he was like, hey, do you want to come to Ukraine? So we were like... <laughs> Sure. And on that Monday, we were on a flight to Ukraine. So we went Chicago, Helsinki, Helsinki, Kiev, and we're sitting down in Ukraine. And we're, uh, you know, said with his entire team, he's got a massive team. He has about 3,500 developers on his team, and he was holding a conference for him. And he brings us, you know, we're sitting there in the conference, and he brings us up on stage. Okay. And he's like, get up here, guys. So we're up there, and, you know, we're talking, and, and he's like, the way he introduces us is he goes, these guys have big balls. And he says that in Russian. <laughs> and he, he says that in Russian, right? They are the machine. <laughs> and, it's like, and we're like, and he's like, say some things, you know, say how you're here, right? So we decided, we were like, okay, we need to take action. You know, we need to turn this thing around. 
and have all of the resources now at our disposal. I mean, uh, since the launch of 2.0 in February, we've put out major releases two, three times a week almost, right? So, I mean, things that were promised in 1.0 that just couldn't be accomplished, we're just beating those estimates and flying by those deadlines. So, um, and, you know, we won't get too much into the features right now, but it's, there's so many things, right? So many things on the table. What has been the most, you know, kind of exciting part of this whole journey for you for 2.0? I would say, so I would say the learning, um, and it, you know, he, I was having a conversation with the, the main shareholder the other day and he was like, you know, you're getting a crash course in C-level executive, right? He has a major global, uh, financial services business and the amount of knowledge that you're able to intake so fast from being able to work with such smart people. I mean, you're talking about one of the top quantitative analysts in the world. You're talking about someone who has a massive financial services business. Uh, it's like, absorbing that information and working with so many different teams that's really cool yeah I, I that's for sure i would say my favorite part uh the other part is you know seeing it it come back right you're talking about right. something from the pit and you're talking about raising it up and it's like it's cool to see that you know perception and that trajectory change and it's it's obviously a growing and evolving process what do you uh, i mean first of all i feel the same way about working with chamber you know it's just <laughs> he's always the smartest guy in the room and i'm just honored to be able to work with him every day <laughs> <laughs> so, so heartwarming <laughs> yeah, um but yeah i i totally understand what you're saying there it's like you're and plus you're you're kind of thrown into it right you've you've let's i mean we're we are in crypto we're talking about market cycles you guys have had your own market cycle already right you've gone up yes. you've come down and you're on your way back up right so yeah i think that's pretty uh exciting but um you know what are what do you think the biggest um you know attributions to your or contributions to like your current success you know where what was able to bring you out of kind of where we were to where we are now so, uh, you know, the first thing that came to mind is, and I'm, I'm sure you guys are familiar with this, but obviously working with people uh, is definitely a challenge, right? But when you can assign something to someone and you can trust that it is done the right time, yeah, is done right the first time, right? That's a, that's a, big, a big factor, right? And every single person on the team is extremely competent, extremely well-versed in their different tasks. And so you're like, hey, can you like handle this? And you, you get it back and it's like, wow, I couldn't have done it better. You know, so it's like that having that level of confidence in your team definitely allows and, it, and that takes time to develop. Right. I mean, we had the I mean, the BC team has changed so much so drastically from the time that it started to the time to where it is now. And it takes time to, like, uh, craft that that type of team. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think that's majorly important. Right. It's being able to rely on the people so that you don't have to do everything at once where you're you already wearing a hundred hats right <laughs> so exactly right <laughs> i was gonna say too i i like the um i think from even from day one there was a sense of there was a sense of the, the, you guys were an open book where there was no kind of sneakiness there was no there was no there was no shenanigans really happening like I, even at one point obviously it, thing you know you guys get your bumps in the roads here and there but you guys were in my opinion have been upfront and kind of 
you know, uh, transparent through the whole process. And as, you know, <laughs> as volatile as the crypto market is, as volatile as, as some of the people in crypto are, um, I think a lot of people see that. Obviously, I'm sure you guys have had your share of, uh, you know, uh, haters and, and people that just, you know, just talk shit about Beeksy, you know, during some of the downtime. But I think at every turn, the transparency you guys had gave the ability for the people uh, to, to really turn around to make that 180 and say, hey, you know what, Beeksy, as much as whatever, I didn't like it at this time. Uh, they, they have been transparent. They have been kind of upfront with us. And now it's looking good. And, you know, again, the things that we want are there. The liquidity is there. The on-ramps are there. The trading pairs are there. Um, so I think the ability, um, you, like I said, that, that transparent ability uh, coming from Beeksy allows for, you know, people to make that shift back to you guys. So I, I, that, that has been a pretty impressive uh, task on, on your side, from at least from my end. That's interesting that you say that because I kind of have a, a I, I do agree, obviously, transparency is very important, but I kind of have a, a line that I would draw there because being too transparent can actually be negative in a sense, right? Because yes, you think about you think about when people uh, that you had on in the past came on, it's like, oh, you know, two more weeks and we'll have all this. And it's like now you're setting that expectation and it's like, yeah, maybe you have the deadline of two weeks, but you know how many things come up in between mm -hmm. then and in two weeks? I mean... There is an unbelievable amount of shit that is that comes that creates blockers in there, right? right? So there's definitely a fine line between being transparent and also, you know, keeping your cards close to your chest. Because if I come out and start saying deadlines and estimates, and then people are like, "Well, you told me two weeks," that causes a problem, right? and that causes an issue within the community. For sure, I would agree. It's the classic. Uh under promise over deliver right <laughs> exactly exactly yes, yes so um so what do you think are you know the most important things going on with bxc right now that either you know people um aren't aware of yet or that you know latest developments that you want to make sure that people uh are aware of yeah, so uh, we actually, uh, uh, maybe you guys saw it, but Trender, um, Trender is basically Tinder for trading. Um, and, you know, you oh. can swipe right <laughs> or left if you want to if you want to take a trade or not. So that's a pretty innovative thing. And the reason it's uh, such a big deal is I actually, uh, you know, just I inquired with the company. I was like, hey, can you give me some statistics on your hit rate? Right. I want to I want to know, because if you're giving if we're giving these signals to people, right, if we're like giving time frames and targets and all of that. Right, basically TA pre-printed on the charts for various time frames. Right, we do that now That's to make very crypto interesting. easier. Okay, I, yeah, I was talking to so someone in our Telegram uh, chat was talking about it yesterday, and uh, they were actually we asked if they wanted to ask any questions, and this was one of the things that came up. So I'm glad we're talking about it. Yeah, and and we have the data on every single pair going back to six months. So they've been doing this for 15 years, right? This is a proven company. They've been doing, uh, you know, Forex. They've been doing a, a traditional stocks and equities and everything in between, right, for 15 years. So this isn't something new to them, right? Mm -hmm. And obviously, they got into crypto years ago and now offer that service so we can take advantage of it. And the hit rate for it's a trailing hit rate, right? Every six months, it updates every week. Uh, it's 63%, which... Wow. That's a pretty good that's a pretty good strike rate on the signals, right? But sure. all of the signals also have individual uh, statistics on them too. 
And I mean, none of them really range below 60% and on the high end, 95, right? Wow. So it's like, the, you're, you're, you're taking, you're looking at these things and they're actually <laughs> decent, right? I was like, I was shocked. You know, you get the numbers back and you're like, oh, they're going to be okay. But then you get them back and you're like, holy shit, this is way better than I even thought. Right. right? So it, it's, I would say it's a pretty big differentiator, obviously. Um, and then, you know, when you kind of boil Beeksy down, where, where do we really like stand in the marketplace? How can we, why would someone make that transition? Right. And, and you think about it, it's like, okay, what's your unique selling proposition? Easy, safe, and complete. Right. Is it easy to use when I go on there? Can the retail trader that goes to the bar and is like, oh, Doge went up 400%. How the fuck do I get in crypto, right? And, and like, <laughs> we need to be there, right? It needs to be easy enough for them to log onto the platform, create an account, and be trading in minutes. And it explained everything, right? And, and TA is traditionally a part of the exchange that's super complicated. I mean, it could take you years and even decades to master something like that, right? I mean, all the different oscillators and divergences and patterns and ch candles, you're like, Jesus Christ, right? It's a full-time job, right? Sure. So we're going to, we just took that. Just ask Twitter. Oh, exactly, <laughs> yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. We just took that part of the equation and we took it out, right? Now we made it easy for you to understand something like that, right? Is it easy to get set up? How long does KYC take? How long does deposit take, right? And if you can do all that in a couple of minutes, then it's like, okay, great, right? Now is it safe? Like, because for me to use a new exchange, I have to feel safe, right? Am I going to go put my money on some, uh, you know, Asian exchange that I just, uh, I don't know if they'll be there tomorrow is, is an actual concern, right? And it's for, for the record, for Bay, for the record, Bay, Canadian exchanges are the most dicey. Uh, so I think we should use Canadian <laughs> yeah, exchanges right. as, the, uh, <laughs> as the shady exchange. For, yeah, I mean, for all the great things that Canada does, uh, insert cricket drop there. Uh, yeah. the, the Canadian exchanges have been, uh, you know, pretty just suspect. the worst, just the worst. Yeah. <laughs> That's fine. So, uh, <laughs> I, I, I hate I hate for Asian exchanges to get the brunt of uh, what Canadian exchanges should be getting. Yeah, I mean, definitely. I mean, I, that was an example. I definitely don't want to single out. You know, that that wasn't. No, we can single out Canada. I think it's fine. I think it's fine. I, Chambers allowed to tell us if we yeah, can do that or exactly. not. Exactly. It's okay because I'm a Canadian. <laughs> okay, so let's 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 rewind that part and Canadian exchanges, right? If you're putting your money on a Canadian exchange, Ooh. Uh, is it safe? Right? Is is it going to be there tomorrow? Is my money? Gonna it won't. Be there, right? It won't so, be. It won't be. <laughs> It's it's so interesting. It's, yeah, the, I mean, I totally agree with you, right? Like, that's the, is it safe? Is it easy to use? And what is unique about it, right? I think those are the, the big questions when you're, you should be asking. And then obviously, you know, are the pairs there that you want, right? I think that's, that's exactly piece. it. So that goes into complete right? Is it complete? Does it have the order types that I want? Does it have the trading pairs that I want? Does it have all the bells and whistles? You know, does it have trading view integrated QR code deposits, all the all the things that you can think of, right? That all comes standard for an exchange. Does it have that? Is it complete? And you, you pair those three things together. And now you have a niche in the marketplace that needs to be filled, right? You have a you have a need that needs to be filled in the marketplace. It's so I'm now, can you uh, just a question here for the trender piece? Can you do that on your on the desktop, or is that mobile only? So the signals are on the desktop. So oh, the 
they are printed on desktop and trender is on mobile yeah because i'm on the mobile app which i think is fantastic and i just started messing around with the trender thing and it's pretty cool chamber have you actually seen it yet i have not messed around with the trender uh portion yet uh i've been using obviously the uh, the mobile app for a bit but uh yeah i haven't tried that out so i'm gonna try that out later today Uh, so like right now for example just to give people a little more insight on what you know, Bay was talking about. The first one that comes up is on a 15 minute time frame for Bitcoin USDC. And it shows you the pattern. It tells you what the current price is. It kind of shows you what the target price is if you, you know, f- were to follow the top of that pattern. And then you can, it tells you what it is. So the pattern's a flag here on the 15 minute. And you can either swipe right or essentially open a deal and try to take that trade and or you can skip it and i mean that's kind of like uh i mean that's a really easy way that's next level look at it right because i mean i think like bay said too was you know for you to even even if you are great at ta for you to take the time and do this on every single pair for every single time frame is like you said a full-time job so like you could just be now all of a sudden you might like you said take a trade at the bar while you're sitting there waiting for your food right like something something like that i'm like i might take this one right now (laughs) and it's it's you know obviously you know trade at your own risk of course but if especially if they're hitting at like a 65 percent rate you know now you're talking okay that's a differentiator right Oh, for sure. And I just looked up while you were uh, talking there, and Bitcoin USDC has 75%. There, so there they have a 75% hit rate. So, Bye. It, you know, even, I mean, there's a there's a ton of value in that, you know, especially for all, all different types of users, right? So, and when we can set ourselves apart like that, and the more things that we do that are innovative and game-changing, it's like, okay, now I get it. Now I get while I'll move to Big Z. Yeah, for sure. And we've had um, yeah, we've had a bunch of people reach out and you know for for ref links and and that to, to make that switch over. So you can you can tell the sentiment of the market is absolutely uh, you know changing into your favor. The you know the, the winds are, are definitely blowing Bixie's direction for sure. Yeah, um, I just think that's so cool. That's such a unique thing that nobody's got, and everybody I think is looking for right like you're you can still make the decision on take the trade or not but it's the 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 analysis is kind of done for you or even if you know you don't trust the analysis for whatever reason now you at least have a spot to go look and do your own right like and even that say could save you you know hours and hours and hours or present an opportunity that you just missed, which I think is pretty interesting. So, um, you know, I think that's really cool. How about talk about like your, the on-ramps. I think that's super important, especially, um, you know, for, like you said, if you, if you have an exchange that can do all of these things, it's, it's the the holy grail right like some of them right. can do some of these things some of them may do one of these things and you know it's really about getting 
to a point where you can do all of them. And that's the one you want to trade on, right? So I think one of the things that's unique about you guys as well is your, your on-ramps. So um, just tell the people about that if they don't know already. Yeah, so for right now, um, we offer a USD on-ramp, right? Um, and that will be coming with ACH. Um, that is in the pipeline. Obviously, that's going to be worked on. That's a big piece for US people, right? I mean, uh, today they have an easy way to onboard their money. And they're used to ACH and connecting their bank account, and then it's it's seamless, right? So it's all about making that user experience easy. Uh, so obviously that's in the pipeline. Uh, but the other side of that is we will have uh, Canadian dollar, Australian dollar, pound, euro, and yen, right? Six wow. major fiat currencies. So that uh, puts us in a category with uh, you know based on what we've looked up, and there could be more, but with Kraken and LMAX. Right. That's that's a pretty short list of people that uh, of exchanges that offer that level of access to fiat currency. Uh, and then our USD accounts are FDIC insured up to two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Right. So wow. when you add all these things together, it's like, OK, this actually this has everything that I need now. Right. It's like depending on where you are in the world and you can onboard your national fiat currency. That's easy. Right. So that, that kind of fits into a bu- bunch of different categories for us. Yeah, that's that's really awesome. Uh, Chamber, do you hold all those fiat currencies? I sure do. I got the kangaroo <laughs> coins. I got the maple syrup loonies. I got them all. <laughs> now, the real question is, did you buy any tendies? Uh, no. <laughs> I missed the boat on tendies. I was on holidays. Uh, you know, I was at the beach for uh, for a week and missed the tendie. Uh. Yeah, when is Beeksy listing tend? <laughs> the chicken tender coin. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a big one. There, there's another coin that I don't think is appropriate to say, but uh, you could say you it here. Know the other one sure. that I'm talking about, <laughs> the Targ coin. Oh, oh yes, the t- yes, 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 <laughs> yes. I think we're I think we're listing those together. <laughs> oh, that's nice. I actually had some chicken tenders over the over the weekend, and they were quite delicious. So, so, so you're uh, that's a heavy buy signal from yeah. Chamber. Pro ten. Pro ten. <laughs> uh, by the way, this uh, signal that I was just talking about on Bitcoin is definitely going to hit. It's already almost. I was just I was just uh, sign, I just signed into my mobile app and I was taking a look at the uh, the signal that that's fucking. It's like dope. twenty dollars away from hitting. It's amazing. You would have made you would have made a nice couple bones there if mm-hmm. you took that. So awesome, um, Chamber. Where shall we go next? Well, I think we should. Uh, you know, uh, it's it's Bay's first time on the show. Uh, I think we need to. I need we need some background into his uh, crypto and real life. Uh, you know, stories. We we want to hear some wreck stories. I think is where we want to go with this. Riggedy, riggedy, Rexon. Let's do it. So, uh, Bay, have you? We we asked two different types of wreck stories. You know, what was your biggest? crypto wreck story and what how about a real life wreck story as well so you know it doesn't have to be uh, it could be the real life wreck you can go anywhere yeah uh, you can so do give us a crypto give us a crypto wreck story and a real life wreck story for the people okay uh so these are both painful memories so <laughs> <laughs> well i'll give you i'll give you both of them so uh, the crypto wreck story is uh, a couple years ago it was like early uh 2018, right? I I had to have uh, you know a surgery done, and I was kind of coming out of that. And I was you know when you when you get something done, you're a little bit delirious and kind of like gaining your bearings, right? And they told me they were like, do not do anything like work related, don't do anything finance related, just like re- relax, okay? But as you guys know, when crypto goes up, you don't have much time. 
<laughs> you know, so I saw it. I saw it rapidly rising on one of the coins that I was in, uh, and it was at the time. I, I remember it was Storm. Uh, you got Storm. Oh, I, uh, yeah, I've been. Yeah. I've, I've played with Storm. Okay, right. So I was like, I was like, oh shit, it's mooning. Like I got to sell it right now, and I like log in and I send it to somewhere so I could sell it, and I sent it to the wrong place, and I lost like ten grand. No. And they told me, and they told me, they told me they were like, do not do anything finance related. And I was like, no, I got this. I was like, oh, I'll, Sorry, I'll crypto's fine. not finance. <laughs> you know, just like blind, blind confidence. I was like, no, we're good. And then I just oh, lost it all. I was like, that's a rough one. That's yeah. rough. That's rough. Dude, I actually just. I check, I had a bag. I had a pretty big bag of something, um, not that long ago, and I sold it. You know, and I made some good money on it. And I checked it. I, and I, normally what I do is I uh, any any trace of of tracking that I had on my phone on my computer is is erased, so I I don't have to see where it is now. And I happened to check the price of it. And it was like seven times more than what I sold it for, and I'm like, God damn it! That there was oh. so much money left on it. it was so- <laughs> I I know that feeling very yeah, well. I, I know think that I, with lots of different stuff. I, <laughs> I think we actually both had that same bag bunch. Uh, so Pro- oh, I'll, I'll let you figure out which one. <laughs> Thank you for letting me forget that. It, it's funny. I have uh, I you know me chamber. I'm into like the sports cards and everything as well, mm-hmm. and uh, I had this Patrick Mahomes. Uh, PSA 10 prism silver card that I thought I just made the best deal of my entire life. I bought it for like 900 bucks uh, during the season before they were the number one seed before they were winning the Super Bowl. And I had my eBay auction set for uh, to end an hour and a half after the Super Bowl. So like if they won, it would go crazy. And they did. And it did. And I sold it for like 2000 bucks. So I'm like, all right, cool. I just flipped that for 1200 bucks. That was the easiest thing I've ever done in my life. Uh, buddy of mine texted me the other day. He's like, do you know what this card is worth now? And I was like, <laughs> no, uh, it is now worth $10,000. <laughs> Oh, oh, that's so upsetting. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes. So I just had to remember that the other day, and I was like, oh, come on. That's so upsetting. plenty of wrecked stories to go around. That one, I mean, that one isn't a loss, though. That's just opportunity cost, right? Like, Bayes, literally, he sent right. $10,000 worth of storm to probably someone that didn't know they were getting to a B-cash wallet. <laughs> oh, no, I know, I know where I sent it. I know exactly where I sent it. And I, I reached out to him a bunch of times. Uh, it, it was an ICO back in, you know, 2018. I don't know if you got current. Does that ring a bell? Oh, uh, yeah, current? I think so. Yeah, they had like a, it was kind of like a YouTube type thing. Uh, but anyway, I'd sent, I sent it there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Because I had a bunch of different addresses. And I so many so many emails i was like hey i know you have this <laughs> you know uh, no response but they couldn't do anything or they didn't respond oh no 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 response oh, oh they, they <laughs> definitely so could have because uh yeah. i think storms storm was an erc20 i think still is an erc20 right so as long as an erc20 address you right. should be able to send it back yeah, that's rough. It's, that's rough. Yeah. You know who you yeah, are out there, that's current. That's story, but... <laughs> that's, uh, that's, that's By the way, that signal, that, that signal hit and has now passed its target. So, I'm telling you, they're legit. Amazing. I'm gonna, they're it, where, can I see, where can I see the hit yeah. rate, or is that something only you can see? 
Uh, so I can send. Uh, so it updates once a week, every weekend. So yeah. I I'm gonna probably do an entire campaign around them, right? I mean, it's obviously a big selling point. So sure. uh, there's also an online portal that I uh, uh, can share a link with. Oh, cool! And you can check it once a week. That's pretty awesome. Sweet. So that's, all uh, right. How that's about a your real, real time life? What's that? I was gonna say that was we had a real uh, sorry a real time hit on the show. So that's uh, yeah. I think it proves literally the, uh, the legit. And it, I mean, this was on the fifteen this. minute chart, so it was perfect for our uh, perfect for our time frame here. <laughs> so okay, yeah, so we should definitely get it. Story. Yeah, we want a real life story now. Yeah. Okay, so <clears throat> this one's uh, a little funnier, but I uh, so I ran track and field in college, and uh, the team was actually pretty good. We had made it to the national track and field meet like three years in a row. And uh, we're in California, right, because it's cold as shit here in Chicago, uh, especially, you know, in the early months when track gets started. Uh, we were on a trip to California. So it's like one of our main trips to qualify for the national track and field meet, right? It's a big deal. Like you're flying all the way from here to California and, you know, the team's getting ready and there's a bunch of pressure on you. And, and like uh, I am the anchor leg in this 4 by 4 okay? Ooh, 4 by 4 That's a tough race, man. I, I ran 4 by 4 in high school. That's tough. It's yeah, and people are still like, "Oh, well, do you run?" I'm like, "No, like, hell are you no. kidding." <laughs> <laughs> like I did that for 11 years. Like, why am I? I'm not obviously no. So um, anyway, I'm, I'm coming around the first turn, right? And at this track and field meet, they had uh, you know all different age groups, right? They had high schoolers all the way up to college, and you know everywhere in between. And uh, this kid, this high schooler, pole vaults and he goes over the bar and over the mat and onto the track and hits me in midair okay he hit, he literally hit me in midair and like i like what? do a like spin i like spin out of it and like try to get back on the track and like um you know i was like i went over him to him afterwards and i was like yo what was that like and then you know he obviously had to write an apology letter and i, I was a little upset but um so my friend <laughs> <laughs> so my friend he uh, he put uh, X gonna give it to you by DMX. You guys know that song. Oh yeah, X gonna give it to you. Yeah, yeah. I'll put a he drop put, in. He put that soundtrack to the video. And oh. like, I, I mean, I didn't live that down for years. They'd always That's play it. And they'd be like, you remember this time? I was like, uh, so anyway, I just got wrecked on that. Oh, uh, that totally is amazing. That. that is amazing. The little DMX for the morning. Oh my god. That's cool. so, gonna rock and he's gonna roll. X that's crazy. You got hit by a pole vaulter. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Wow. It was a it was a freak accident. I've literally never seen that. I mean I ran track for like eleven years and never seen I guess it's better like than that. getting a javelin in your arm. Um you know. Yes, I would say so. <laughs> I would say I would say that's probably I mean not much better, but better. <laughs> those are two pretty good wreck stories there those are two pretty good wreck stories that's yeah. that's that's i like the, i love my favorite is the real life wreck stories that people tell because they're all so unique right 100 like, everyone's got like a crypto wreck story there's only so so many ways you yeah you're gonna lose money somehow like that's the wreck right. story uh the the plethora and breadth of the uh, real life rec stories we've gotten are just <laughs> fantastic. That's <laughs> uh, my favorite. All right, Chamber. Are I we? One, I got one more game for you here. Okay. So 
Um, as as we like to do, we like to pit our guest up against one of us in a head-to-head trivia contest. Wrecked. Wrecked. Um, and Bay chose uh you know i like to i like to ask uh, our guests uh, what uh, what they like uh what they like to to, to to trivia against uh or what they're most confident in trivia and bay mentioned sports uh which is pretty generic i was really hoping for something more specific bay but i was uh, thinking that too but you you gave me like short notice and I that's true there, like, <laughs> all right all right okay all right i'm sorry what do i do i put you know, I, like... I put bay on blast and he just flipped it on me all right so. <laughs> <laughs> that's fantastic all right fair enough that's a good point that's a good point all right let's keep it quiet. you did give him like 20 minutes <laughs> 20 minutes i mean you ask me you ask me what i'm gonna try i'll give you five categories in three seconds i'm, I'm, like, sitting there and I'm like i'm like sitting there like scratching my head i'm like oh do i know anything about anything like, that's my you know? favorite part is chamber chamber gave you 20 minutes and then in that 20 minutes you have now had an existential crisis about your knowledge of everything in the world yeah <laughs> and, then, and then and then starts roasting me yeah absolutely like, like, bro, you gave me like 20 minutes. Uh, that's awesome. <laughs> All right. Jeez. Okay. I apologize. All I right. told you it was an honor and privilege to work with him every day. <laughs> okay. You're lucky. So, so I have uh, test your 2010s sports trivia. Ooh, okay. Uh, this is from Ooh, the New okay. York Post. Um, and we're going to bunch. I'm going to give uh, the first question. So what we're going to do is I'll give you the, Bay the first question. Uh, Bay, you have a chance to get the point. If not, Bunchu has a chance to steal, and then he gets the next question. So uh, we'll go back and forth on the questions, but every time the other person gets a ch- chance to steal, okay? Okay. Nope. All right. Man. So, Bay, first question's for you. Who led the Giants in receptions in their Super Bowl 46 win over New England? This is multiple choice, okay? Oh, so man. Who, who led the Giants? Again? So who led the Giants in receptions in in their Super Bowl 46 win over New England. Hmm. Was it Victor Cruz, Hakeem Nix, Mario Manningham, or Ahmed Bradshaw? I don't know any of these people, for the record. (laughs) (laughs) So again, that was um, Victor Cruz, Hakeem Nix. Go ahead. You have uh, an idea? Is it Hakeem Nix? Let's check. That is correct. It was Hakeem Nix. All right. Oh, wow. One for one. Okay. All right. So what do we got next here? We got one for a bunch. You want to write down the scores here? So we're all (laughs) on the same page. All right. Bunchu, your question is, how many hits did Derek G to record in the game? He notched his 3000th career hit in 2011. I might know this without multiple choice, but give them to me. Uh, do you want to try without multiple choice? No, give them to okay. me. Okay. The, 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 the options are... The options are... Two, okay. three, four, or five. I So my initial, my initial response would have been five. I believe he had a five-hit game the day he had his 3,000 hit. I am not sure, but that was my initial gut, and it is a choice, so I'm going with it. All right, five is the correct answer. Woo! 
<laughs> Amazing. Great call. I know you're a big Knicks fan or a big uh, Yankee fan. Big so Yankee makes fan. Sense. And it sounds like these are New York sports questions. So they might uh, be. Actually, I as definitely I'm looking at have the- I definitely have an advantage. <laughs> oh man. Um, I'm in trouble. <laughs> yeah, I think this. Yeah, this is definitely another. However, one. I did not know the Hakeem Knicks question. I okay, would have then. guessed Mario Manningham. I'm just happy I pronounced the names right. Uh, <laughs> Bay, who was catching when Mariano Rivera was removed from his final game at Yankee Stadium by Derek Jeter and Andy Pettit? Who? Okay. All right, ready? Uh, was it Francisco Cervelli, Russell Martin, John Ryan Murphy? Or Jose Molina. Oof, oh man, this is uh, uh, baseball is not my strong suit. So <laughs> I'm just taking. A, I'm like throwing darts at a dartboard here. That's okay. Uh, let's go with Jose Molina. Ooh, let's go with Jose Molina. Unfortunately, that is the incorrect answer. A bunch okay. uh, opportunity to steal. Okay, I feel like. <sighs> I f- I don't know. You what were the Cervelli and who? Uh, John Ryan Murphy. Yeah, and what was the other one? Uh, it doesn't give... I only have the right answer. Uh, oh, so. okay. <laughs> so it's not the other one. <laughs> no, not the other one. <laughs> I can only see... Yeah, I can only see those two. So it's... I was going to say, the other two were like starters for the Yankees for quite a while, and I feel like they wouldn't throw John Ryan Murphy on there unless he was the right answer. So I'm going to go with John Ryan Murphy. That is the correct answer. <laughs> I feel so like that one shouldn't count. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Then this is all for fun. Uh, <laughs> okay. We're actually playing for thousands of beaks. That's. Well, I didn't know that. I would have. I would have participated and lost graciously. Um, all right. Is it Bunch's turn? I think. Right. You just stole that one. Yeah. Okay, Bunch. Which Jets offensive lineman did Mark Sanchez run into? On the infamous <laughs> oh butt God. fumble, butt fumble in 2012. Man, some of these names are great. This is Fotch. Is this a real name? DeBrickashaw Ferguson. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. He was like a number one draft pick. DeBrickashaw Ferguson. That sounds like Kean Peel. Um, <laughs> that's, so that's the, that's the first one. Uh, Brandon Osmataz Moore. Taz Buckshake. <laughs> <laughs> Mud. <laughs> uh, Willie Willie Colon. Uh, sorry, sorry. It was DeBrickashaw Ferguson, Brandon Moore, Willie Colon, or Nick Mangold. I would I would think that's Cologne, but like I'm not sure. Colon. That. That's C O L O N. I was pre med, man. That's Colon. <laughs> uh, this is hard. I, it could be any of those guys. I'm gonna go with DeBrickashaw Ferguson. That's amazing. That's a fucking great name. Uh, DeBrickshaw Ferguson is incorrect. Uh, Bay, a chance to steal. I don't have the names ready, so I hope you remembered them. Is it Mangold? It's not Mangold. Ooh, it that was, was my other guess. It was Brandon Moore. Uh, All right, Bay, you're up here. Uh, what's the score here, bunch? Right. Uh, for uh, uh, two to one, me, and so Bay's got the chance to tie it now. All right, we're gonna go to first to five. Okay, first to okay. five. Uh, at the end of the infamous tirade on HBO's Hard Knocks in 2010, Jets coach Rex Ryan yelled, <laughs> "Let's go eat a goddamn blank." Was it? Let's go eat a goddamn steak. Let's go eat a goddamn snack. Let's go eat a goddamn Susie Q, or let's go eat a goddamn pizza. Two. Um, I know. I'm gonna say one. steak. 
Well, I, I feel like it's Susie Q, knowing Rex Ryan. <laughs> I don't know what a Susie Q is. Uh, I don't is know it... either, but he says nonsense. Are you going time, Susie so. Q or are you going steak? Uh, I'm going to go with the safe answer and say steak. All right, let's do what it. What is it? Okay, it is not steak. A bunch. I don't have the remaining I, answers. I know what it is. It's a uh, an infamous line, and it very much suits Rex Ryan. Let's go eat a goddamn snack. That is correct. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was going to say, let's go eat some goddamn toes. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, Bunchu, Jeter's 3,000th hit was oh, a home run. You love Jeter. I know Jeter's your guy, right? That's your Kobe to me? Uh, yeah, I love Jeter. All right. Jeter's 3,000th hit was a home run against Tampa Bay's David Price. Which Detroit pitcher did Alex Rodriguez, uh, which pitcher did Alex Rodriguez's 3,000th hit, also a home run, come off of in 2015? So was it Justin Verlander, Max Scherzer? Scherzer. Okay. <laughs> uh, Rick Pacello? Uh, Porcello. Uh, Porcello. Yeah. Uh, or Jack Morris. Is that like Jack Morris, Jack Morris? Yeah. He wasn't pitching in 2015, was he? It's. I think it's his son. Oh, really? JJ? Um, maybe. I don't know. Interesting. Um, oof. That's a good question. So is Verlander, Scherzer, Morris, and, and who? And Pacello? Porcello. Porcello? Yeah. <laughs> I actually hit against Rick Porcello in high school. No shit. Yeah. I do and believe geez. it if you tell me. Um, yeah, he's from New Jersey. And I'm going to say that I'm going to say that it is that it is Rick Porcello. Hmm, let's go check it out. Uh, unfortunately, that is incorrect. Dang. Bay with a chance to steal. Any uh, oh. any, any any thoughts on this one, Bay? Uh, no, no thoughts on this. Guys, I feel like I was given the short end of the stick here. <laughs> from, from Jersey... Doing 2010 <laughs> New York, York sports, sports trivia. trivia. Like, what is going on? Just, I feel that's pretty specific. It's like it's like constantly getting dealt two threes offsuit. So um, <laughs> it usually doesn't go this way. Usually the guest wins. Yeah, this this is very well. I, I, for the record, I was given sports in the last five years, so that's what I looked for for trivia so this was a 2010s sports trivia didn't say new york sports trivia though for the record so but it was pol- new york post so. i apologize for the new york post uh misleading I mean, everybody like this with their fake no, news you're good. what so who did we who was the uh, there was verlander that? there was uh jack morris there was i forget the other one max scherzer max scherzer thank you mm, let's go with verlander that is the correct answer. Nice. So what do we got for score Total here? 3-2 me. 3-2 you. All right, next. Not over. Bay, which Devils player, that's a New Jersey Devils player, I'm assuming, uh, scored in <laughs> overtime <laughs> of, ga- of Game 7 <laughs> of the Eastern Conference Finals to eliminate the New York Rangers in the 2012 Stanley Cup playoffs. Which New Jersey Devil player scored in overtime of Game 7? Uh, to this broke my heart. I remember this game. Was it <laughs> Was it uh, Patrick Eliash? Was it Zach Parise? Was it Travis? Travis I forget. Is that Zajac? Yeah. Uh, or was it Adam Henrik? Mm. I, there's two that I'm looking at here that I think it is. So uh, let's go with Adam Henrik. 
Hmm. Not what I would have picked, but that doesn't mean much. <laughs> uh, that is the correct answer. All right. Wow, nice. three, Steals three. it. Three, three. Uh, th- this is nuts here. This is getting this is getting real. Don't call it a comeback. Uh, <laughs> Guys, this is dumb luck. Bunch, the Knicks oh, had God. seven head coaches in the 2010s. Wow, really? Name all of them. <laughs> <laughs> Which one did you go to high school with? Name, uh, <laughs> anyone, name, name anyone that matters. <laughs> Which area pro team also had seven head coaches in that decade? So besides the Knicks, there was another team that had that many coaches. Was it the Jets, the Nets, the Mets? Are you kidding me right now? I didn't even notice this before. Uh, yeah. They all rhyme. Uh, they all or, rhyme. or the Devils. Was it the Jets, Nets, Mets, or Devils? My gut says that it's the Jets. So I'm going to say the Jets. That is incorrect. It's Shit. who I thought it was. Uh, <laughs> makes- <laughs> Babe, with a chance to steal. Was it the Nets, Mets, or Devils? Uh, Mets? I'm sorry, was that Nets or Mets? No, sorry, Mets. Mets with an M. Mets with an M? Mm-hmm. That is incorrect. It was the Nets oh. with an N. Uh, oh, wait, yeah, okay. yeah, they were shit. Uh, so that doesn't shock me that they had uh, a ton of co- a ton of coaches. I mean, okay. so were the Jets. Yeah, so, again, well, that's a fair a point. That's a, that's a fair point. Um, Bay, the Nets infamously traded three first round picks to Boston in 2014 blockbuster trade for Kevin Garnett and Paul Pierce. Which of these former Nets was not also involved in the trade? Okay. <laughs> Who is not okay. in that trade? Okay. Okay. Was it Chris Humphreys, Andre Kirilenko, Gerald Wallace, Marshawn Brooks? Mm-hmm. I remember this trade. I think I know who it is. Hmm. <clears throat> Say that again. Chris Humphreys, or uh, you know, former uh, former Mrs. Kardashian. Uh, right. Andre Kirilenko. The Russian Swiss Army Blade, uh, Gerald Wallace, maybe the toughest guy in the NBA, or Marshawn Brooks, uh, kind of a nobody. So who stayed on the Celtics? The- who wasn't a? Okay. I don't even know if they were on the Celtics, but just who wasn't a part of that trade? Okay, uh, let's say the Kardashian. I think that that's what I would have went with. So I think you're cursed, unfortunately, on this one, and that is incorrect. <laughs> Um, Bunch, you want to try and steal that one? I don't even know what the the, the answers were. What were they? So uh, so the remaining answers are Andre Kirilenko, Marshawn Brooks, or Gerald Wallace. Give me Kirilenko. That is correct. Nice. All right, Bunch. This is to win it. Yeah. All right. One minute to win it. The 2011 deal that landed Carmelo Anthony. Oh, boy. That's all it says. What the hell? Oh, okay, never mind. It was cut off. <laughs> <laughs> Which Nick was not sent to Denver in the 2011 deal that landed Carmelo Anthony? So same kind of question. Who did not? Uh, who did not come to? Uh, who did not go to Denver? I guess in this one, was it Wilson Chandler, Ronaldo, Ronaldo Balkman, Timofey Mozgov, or Danilo Gallinari? I 100% know this one. Wait, give me give me one more time. So who didn't go to Denver? Wilson Chandler did, I think. Wilson uh, Chandler, yeah. Ronaldo Balkman, Timofey Mozgov, or Danilo Gallinari. I'm gonna go with answer B. I think that's correct. 
That is correct. For the win, <laughs> Ronaldo Balkman did not go to Denver. Um, and Bunchu, from Jersey and New York. <laughs> and Pennsylvania. And Pennsylvania. And Boston. <laughs> <laughs> and Delaware, briefly. yeah, unbelievably and also Chicago for a time. <laughs> unbelievably wins the New York Post New York uh, sports team trivia contest of the 2010s. Uh, so who'd have thought it? I think that would have been a good signal to buy, uh, but uh, we will uh, we will never know. Uh, so congratulations to Bunchu. Unfortunately, Bay, uh, I did not give you enough time to select a, uh, a proper category uh, and picked one specifically that was out of your uh, jurisdiction. So uh, my apologies okay. twice we, on that. Uh, we've already decided that he needs five more appearances, so <laughs> we'll get all these trivia categories. Yeah. We'll uh, figure it out. We'll yeah. figure out the one you're the most comfortable in. It could be uh, 90s uh, you know, teen dramas. It could be uh, you know, dinosaurs. Uh, who knows? What, what, we, it could be a plethora. 90s teen dinosaurs? 90s teen dinosaurs, specifically. Uh, uh, I forget his name from... Uh, what was the teenage boy from uh, the dinosaur Robbie? show? Robbie. Robbie, thank you. It's coming to Netflix soon. Look, I would have fucking crushed that I one, crushed too. Crushed it! <laughs> <laughs> All right, Amazing. well, that... That's going to do it for us. But before we go, just any last, uh, any parting thoughts here, babe, before we get going? Anything you want uh, the people to know that we didn't talk about or, um, you know, where people can find you, all that kind of good stuff? Uh, yeah. So uh, obviously follow us on social media, right? That's uh, the place to get the most up-to-date information uh, on Twitter, uh, Facebook, Instagram, uh, we're across all the mediums and then uh bc.com you know feel free to join our telegram and let us know what you think and how to uh better serve obviously our customers is, is something that we're focused on so uh, and that's bc.com and we'll have all those links in the show notes so if anybody's looking for them they'll be uh they'll be all in there so just check the show notes in the uh, description below Awesome. Sounds good. Well, Bay, thank you very much for joining us. Pumped to have you on and talk about Beeksy. Hope everybody goes and checks it out. Um, and I will be busy playing with Trender all day. Uh, that's what I got Trender. I thought it was Grinder. What did I? What's this Grinder <laughs> app that I got? <laughs> There's somebody something. knocking on my door. I'll be right back. <laughs> that is something. Uh, very different. <laughs> I think that might be a pod, different podcast. You're different about. podcast. That's our other podcast that we do. I'll at let night, you know how man. it goes. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, all right. For Bay and Chamber and myself, thank you for joining us. And until next time, don't get wrecked. And that is financial advice. Hey, everybody! Thanks for listening. You can help support us by giving us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and become a wrecked patron by signing up for a monthly tier on Patreon.com. That's Patreon.com forward slash wrecked podcast. Don't get wrecked.